One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. You are now listening to the Dual Position Podcast. The boys are back to talk all things super coach all season long. Please welcome your hosts. Whisper and Brew. Oh, what the fuck was that? Yeah, that was uh, that was not a fun round. That took me back to you know 2017, 2018, where if you got a thousand, you killed it in round one. So interesting times ahead, but uh, I don't think anyone needs to panic. I think guns are guns and they're, they're going to come good. There is going to be some people that maybe are on the chopping block, but overall I'd say don't panic. There's not too many high scores out there. Yeah, barring injury, I wouldn't be making too many changes. I mean, I've got Sean Russell and then potentially Jermaine Snell-Brown to consider, but apart from that, going to hold pretty firm, I think, on all fronts. Um, I guess we'll, we'll touch on a couple of scores this weekend, but not too bad. I mean, for everyone watching the stream, you can see my score. You can see Baru's score. Um, not ideal. Not a great start. But hey, worst case scenario, we're probably 200 points off the pack. Like the, like the top echelon. So, look, oh, and this is going to sound rough, but the sides have scored 11, 1,200 I ain't too worried about personally, mate. Nah, look, I don't have any... I'm not jumping to trade anyone. I, I took a tactical move, which turned out to yeah, be a so, big fail with. Sorry, so Brew said, nah, not making many changes to my team. And sent me his team this morning. What happened, mate? You bottled it. Yeah, I made a lot of changes. I, um... I got a bit worried on Thursday about Tom Turbo, so I decided I wanted a strategy in case I needed to get on him uh, so I didn't have to rip my team apart. So I've got Cody Walker in. Um, I figured Cody's got a poor draw for the next month, so I was hoping he'd go massive against the Broncos and then I could cash out and have the funds available if need be to go to Turbo. And then when Watson moved into the starting nine, that caused a few more changes and it's just a flow-on effect and... All these things added up, and I lost some key guys who went went all right. Um, Sloan, in particular, burnt me a little bit, but overall, I'm I'm not too disappointed. Like Angus, Kim Murray, guys like this, I, they got fifty to fifty five, but I don't think they're going to be getting that for the for the season. And I'm not looking to trade anyone like that. I, I brought in Dave Clemmer. He looked good. Uh, didn't score wonderfully well, but I, I was quite okay with what I saw from Clem and I think he's going to be the leader in that pack. So yeah, you win some, you lose some, I guess. Yeah. So it's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, yeah. I'm the only, I'm only really concerned about not owning one player right now. We'll, we'll touch on them shortly. Hey, let's do a bit of a round recap. Uh, the Panthers 28, the Sea Eagles six. This one, the headlines dominated by Nathan Cleary not being there, but I mean, the premiers at home against a one man team, Look, I fell into the trap of taking the no Cleary, uh, no Cleary Panthers. I, I, I took the Seagulls in this. I think a lot of people took the Seagulls, and yeah, the Panthers just showed why they are probably the best team in the competition. It was an interesting game. That it, it wasn't really what I expected. 
Manly were in the game early and then the coach took off uh, Marty Tapao and I think he took off Sipley and they lost all their momentum when that happened and the Panthers just started playing a positional game and really took control. My my big winners from that game, uh, Zaya was absolutely fantastic. I don't know if he got the man of the match or not, but I think he should have. 74, uh, Crichton. Po- 74 points, pretty much all in base. So yeah, Yo was just phenomenal and... I and said, I said, Crichton was great too. I said to you in the pod, Yo, in my mind, is the best thirteen in the game. What he can do on both sides of the ball is just phenomenal. And and super coach wise, yeah, seventy four points, played the full game, all in base, like just get, get he got through it. Yeah, uh, from Manly side, you know, Bullimore turned out to be quite good. Oh, fuck, uh, I was fuck quite Bullimore. happy with that. I look like the biggest knob on Twitter. I posted like at halftime. No, five minutes before halftime, I was like, well, this Bullymore experiment's not doing too well. And then sure as shit, like clockwork, he bursts through the center. 31-point play. Thanks for coming, Turbo, on top of that. Not great timing from me there. Even if you take out the 17 points for the try, because he didn't get a line break, he's still in decent areas for a 280K player. So... I thought he did quite well. I think he he will hold his spot for a while. I'm okay with the pick. I'm not looking to trade him anytime soon. Yeah, I don't have him. I probably don't know if I will get him. Um, If I can find the cash to go from JTB to him, then I probably will. If not, I'll drop down to someone else. I mean, Tom Trevojevic with a 62 on updates got a pretty handy score there. Like with updates, a DCA with a 60, not else too much to write home about. Um, but yeah, I mean, Apri Coruscant, Viliami Kikau, 91, 87 respectively, Sean O'Sullivan. I mean, we said this after the trials, like he's the best halfback not starting in the NRL and like he just, he was phenomenal. Uh, Liam Martin, look, crashed over. So what, 31 point play there from him, but overall ended up on an 80. So owners reaped the rewards there. And Dylan, Dylan Edwards was an absolute monster this game. 344 run meters. That is, that is huge. Yeah, this guy, he eats run meters for breakfast. Like, he was phenomenal. Um, Like, he's not on that echelon of those top guys, but in terms of how important he is to the Panthers, he's astronomically important to them and what he does. I was a bit surprised with Toto. He wasn't as involved as I I thought he would be, and I think that might have been because there was a lot of involvement from young young Tago and Crichton yeah. himself, so it'd be interesting was, interesting. Keep an eye on that. Tago has locked himself into a nail on starter. He should be for a lot of super coach sides. Yeah, he had the inflated score with the try, but like just the base there for a centre wing, he should pump out forty week in week out. Uh, and he's kind of solidified himself as as a nail on starter in my side. I didn't start him this week, um, so the round got off to a fantastic start. Uh, but moving forward, yeah, I won't be making the mistake of benching him uh, moving forward. And same with another centre that we'll touch on later in this. Uh, both have fantastic work rates. Hey, the second game, uh, the Raiders and the Sharks. The Raiders get the job done here in a weird scoreline, 24-19. to 19. A lot of the guys we talked up in the preseason for the Raiders delivered, but we always had that caveat of Ricky playing roulette was, was hard. Hudson Young was one of those guys, and, and he had a sensational Supercoach game. Uh, top score with an 80-point performance. Yeah, that was actually my favourite game of the round, I think. Uh, I really enjoyed that game. I know that you thought it was a bit of a shit show at times, but I quite enjoyed it. I, I really liked uh, the way that the, the Sharks started to show a lot more in the second half. I think they're, they're going to take time, but I was really happy with Nico Heinz. I was keeping a close eye on him, and he's definitely someone I want to get in ASAP. It could be as soon as this week. Um, 
I took a punt on Corey Harawira Naira, and given he played most of the game in the <laughs> centre and also from? spent time on the wing. Where did this come from? I, I spoke to you a few weeks ago and, and I was talking up Harawira Naira and it was like a two-day thing. And then, yeah, I just, when I heard that he was about to re-sign for three years, I was like, you know what, this might be 80 minutes Corey on the edge and the Raiders looked quite good in their last trial. So I decided I was going to go completely rogue and take a sneaky pod. And I'm not disappointed with that choice because he was one of my best performers this weekend. Yeah. Look, the shift to the centers was probably annoying for owners, uh, but that's that's the gauntlet you run with, with Corey because he is so versatile, similar to a Satili or similar to an Angus. Like they will shift to the centers if need be, um, which is frustrating. But yeah, I mean, the, the upside's there. Hey, Jack Whiten... After me talking him up for a month, he he just looked he looked like the old Jack White and running the ball. Just looked really really on it. Um, scored a seventy three this week. Will score a nineteen next week. Uh, but they're the highs and the lows that you take with Jack White. He was the best player on the park, in my opinion. He um he does. He looks a lot more like the two thousand nineteen two thousand twenty Jack White, and he he looks really dangerous, especially when he was playing on the left hand side and. I was quite impressed with what he did. I, I still don't like him from a super coach perspective purely because I prefer more consistency. Um, we'll talk about a possible combination I'm looking at in the halves running forward a little bit later in the show, but he's not my style of player. But in terms of NRL, he was he was brilliant this week. So keep a keen eye on him. Uh, our pod play from our sort of 10% less team, Sig Wilton. <laughs> He looked, uh, he looked really, really good. 85 points with a try. Ran a really, really nice line uh, off Nico. And yeah, he just he just looked really, really good. And he could be a play for six weeks with Wade Graham out. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the future because Wade's career has got to be coming close to an end with the, the injuries and the concussions and whatnot. And at some point, he might end up going down that bench rotation role to, to preserve his career. So it'd be interesting to see if that's something that maybe happens towards the back end of this year because Teague looks really good when he gets given the opportunity. I think stocks for Tom Starling were at an all-time high for about 12 hours and then it was released that Josh Hodgson isn't out for as long as what we thought. So probably cool the Jets there on Tom Starling, unfortunately. Um, and Brad Schneider, 45 points on debut. I mean, you could do worse than having him as your 17th man with, with a good matchup. Schneider looked really good, actually. I thought he played his role really well. He didn't try and overplay his hand. He had a really good kicking game. Looks to be a pretty good goal kicker. Uh, so I was pretty impressed. I think he'll hold that that spot for a while. On Tom Starling, they look like such a better side when he's on the field. Oh, I think they seriously work. need to look at... He needs to be the nine and, you know, old mate needs to go to into the 14, I think, given that he's leaving the club because they just have a lot more speed out of the ruck and a lot more space to, to work with when, when you've got twinkle toes there. He looks like a young Damien Cook to me. Super coach wise he did nothing, but I thought Elliot Whitehead offered a lot at 13. Uh, I feel like he just opens the space up a little bit, so not much more to be said there on him at Supercoach. Um, and I will make a note, any Sharks forwards, you have Britton Okora, uh, Toby Rudolph, Dalvin Uken, um, whoever sort of scored poorly. Don't stress too much. They had 31% of the ball in the first half. Um, I know for, for from first hand, I own Britton Okora, so I was watching him quite heavily. Uh, I think he had 11 points at halftime, finished on 36. So the the work rate picked up in that second half when the ball balanced out. But 31 points, uh, 31% possession in the first half uh, was always going to have you back against the wall. Uh, but yeah, good win from the Raiders. The second game on... Uh, Friday, this was a really good one. The Broncos 11, the Rabbitohs uh, 4. 
Bronx looked really good, and I'm just going to come out and say Billy Walters needs to be the five eighth. I know that Albert Kelly played well and and whatever, but like just what Billy Walters does on defense is exactly what Kevy's looking for. Some things that didn't show up in the stat sheet, he was just continually talking to Kurt Catewell all game, just moving Catewell where we wanted him to, was really communi- was really communicating well with Herbie Farmworth on his outside, and that left-hand side, just south, we're not getting through. Surprising uh, outcome, this one. I honestly thought that the um, south would put at least 30 on the Broncos, so it goes to show you that I lost. the trials aren't always the clearest indication of what round one is going to dish up. I lost so, much, a lot of so much money on this game. <laughs> So much money. <laughs> I back south to the yeah. hills. There you go. Oh. But I've got to say, Co- Cobbo and Stags looks like a real electric edge. I agree with you on the Billy Walters comment. He actually really surprised me how well he played um, against South Sydney. He controlled the ball well. He looked dangerous on the left-hand side when he was floating over there. I was quite impressed. I, I thought the early game, they won because of the way that they played early on, in my opinion. Haas and Carrigan were relentless for about 20, 25 minutes to start the game. They just, they were taking, you know, one would have a hit up, the next one would have another hit up and they were 40 metres downfield already and they just played off the back of that. So that was really impressive from them. Hopefully that can continue. Yeah. Can we not talk about Payne Haas, please? Gladly. As a non-owner, it's a little bit scary not owning him if he's going to pump out you know, 70 minutes week in and week out because with his work rate, that's going to probably be 75 to 90 a week, which you can just bank on. And if if we see more rounds over the next couple, like this round, going back to forwards as captains could potentially become a necessity almost. Yeah, I'm in, t- I'm in two minds with Haas. Obviously, I want him, but I want to see what kind of minutes Kevy puts him through when Flegler is back. And there was someone else that I was looking... And Kobe, when Kobe's back. Um, you won't really know until round yeah. four, five, six for that. So I'll give it I'll give it a, I'll give give it. it a week with Kobe because he's back next week. And then we'll pull the trigger around three if we have to. Uh, I think Kevy jokingly apologized to, to Payne about the minutes he put in through this game as well. Um, close game. You're going to play your, your big boys up front. Um, I know you're keen on Pat Carrigan. This is always Pat Carrigan's issue. He'll have like a phenomenal 40 minutes. Kevy will play him for the first half outright and then just has like a big, big stint in the second half where he's on the sideline just to recover and then comes on for the last 15. And by that stage, the scoring kind of over. Um, but he looked fantastic. I mean, as for Stags and Cobbo, as a Stags owner, a lot of people have been messaging me saying they're pulling the pin on Stags. Why? No. He he passed the eye test dramatically. Uh, the Broncos scored, The Broncos scored eleven points. Like, what do you expect out of a side that scores eleven points? I mean, I tipped him to go under forty this week, and he did. Um, but like, even still, like, they scored eleven points. What, what are you supposed to do? Like, he he got some pretty rubbish balls um, from Kelly. Um, overran a couple. I mean, yeah. And as for Cobo, I mean, he could have had two tries assists and a try for himself. I mean, Kelly overran him there. Both those guys just looked phenomenal. I'm going to have another look at Cobbo, especially with Russell potentially out for a while. Um, but that could be around round three trade for me. Stags, I wanted to wait and see, but I, I quite liked what I saw. They looked really dangerous down there. And, and Stags is the kind of guy that if he looks dangerous, he's going to have games where he scores two or three tries and he's going to score 140 points. So I, just because he had one poor week and and he, his base isn't 
you know, immense. It's never has been. He's always had the goal kicking, which he now doesn't have. So just, you know, temper the expectations. He's going to, sure, he's going to have some 30s, some 35s, but he's also really going to have some monsters, which you're going to want to have, I think. So if you started with him, just hold, hold true. Uh, Kirk Capewell as well played 80 minutes, uh, was in, was jumped up by a field goal, but overall pretty solid numbers from a guy that we didn't have huge expectations for. Uh, let's talk about South Sydney, and if you were to give me a top scorer from this game, Josh Mansour, considering he wasn't even named to play, would have been my last choice to pick. Yeah, so I've got to tell you about Source wasn't very good. Source he was, Source was fucking awful. He was terrible. <laughs> Sorry, Source, he's, but he was not he's good. Just, he's just slowed down. Like He still does the run-in from the wing, which I, sometimes opens up. Like I saw, I think it was Cobbo went past him at one point, and his movement in the air is not what it used to be either. Like he looks like he's aged and slowed down a bit and I can see why they're not picking him. Jai Arrow was the guy that really caught my attention because I'm pretty sure that 62 is majorly base and and 80 minutes as well. So that could definitely be an option at some point. Um, It wasn't quite 80, came off for about 10 minutes, but still I think 69, 70 minutes was awesome. He started the game, played 20 on the edge and then just pumped through like the next 55 minutes or 50 minutes in the middle, which is awesome to see. Um, Source, he just, he used to be like, he used to be one of the best ball runners in the comp, but like, I feel like he never, ever gets any kind of post-contact meters, never, ever gets to his hands and knees, never gets a quick play the ball for South. So yeah, I mean, Source will not be there next week, which is good for South. Uh, Campbell Graham, 60, Damien Cook, 58. I mean, for a side that scores four points and Damien Cook, we know is such an attacking hooker. If you're a Cook owner, seeing him score 58, You'd take that Not all bad. day, all day, yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, Cam Murray, 54. Don't stress on Cam Murray if you picked him up. You picked him up knowing he was coming off the back of a shoulder reconstruction. Don't stress. Um, I mean, Alex Johnson, 49 points at fullback. Awesome. Um, moving down, though, like Cody Walker. My pick for the most points this round because I thought he was going to single-handedly become the mayor of Brisbane after this game. What happened? Cody playing both sides didn't suit his game very much for me. I think he needs to – I don't mind if he floats right from time to time, uh, but I think he needs to stay mostly on the left. And he seemed to get a little bit of a niggle just before half time. He went down with the trainer. It was about a minute before half time, I think, and he wasn't particularly involved in the second half. So, yeah, I, I've got a decision to make there because was, he, he was a one-week play for me. I, I was chasing the glory. I did think he was going to, you know – get a hundred plus this week and tear up the Broncos and that didn't happen. So part of me thinks maybe I'll just go sideways, go Munster and have the three stack in the halves. Um, but there is an option where I cash out, have a lot of money because I would go down to uh, what's his name. He played in this game, <laughs> Ilias, um, oh. which would give me, the best part of 560k or something like yeah, that. So I didn't hate decision to be made. I didn't hate the the, the Walker punt. You just know that it, it was a one week play because of how how awful the draw is. But yeah, it didn't didn't pan out. But I think yeah, you just swiftly move on on to Munster. Hey, game four. Oh boy, the Roosters six, the Knights twenty. Oh, this one stung. I stacked my side with the Roosters. I stacked the entire left side. Boy, howdy. I know you're a fan, so we'll talk on your fan point soon. But just from a super coach standpoint, this is kind of where madness ensued. I mean, the Turbo 60, yeah, yeah, whatever. I mean, a couple of poor scores here and there. But this was like the icing on the cake. This was the tip of the iceberg when it came to super coach this weekend. 
I was in a really bad mood after this game Ooh, on the same. Oh, I bet I had that. Like being a Roosters fan, it was really not fun to watch. You guys were them play awful. so poorly, but then having six Roosters on top of that, you know, just kind of put the knife in and turned it. And then Tedesco was my captain, so that was just the sledgehammer to the face to finish it all off. Hey, I'm looking at these um, scores. Seeing, seeing Angus Crichton get 51, and just thinking how. I reckon I heard his name called about twice all game. Would have been tackles. Uh, he he didn't have many hit-ups in the first half, to be honest with you. So I thought Watson was pretty good. I think he'll get better with time. Um, and how much time, though? That's the, Roosters, that's the problem. Like, if you're taking this Watson uh, punt, like, how much? Because Verrills is back in, what, a month? My goal with Watson was to hope that he made a little bit of cash and move him straight on to Harry Grant as quickly as I can. I thought I might be able to do that. I thought the Roosters might put some scores on on some teams, and they may still do that, and hopefully that is the case. But 50 is not worst-case scenario, is it? Like, it's it's not a terrible no. score. There wasn't any attacking stats in that. Just, I think it's, it's like, the same. I think like it's like it's six. Cam Murray, Crichton. There's a lot of guys in these 50 kind of areas. Um, I think that they'll go better next week, you know. Um, I actually took a punt. Uh, in this game, and I, I grabbed Fletcher Baker. I'm really high on Fletcher Baker, and it sounds like he's actually won yeah. the right to start now. Yeah. Um, and given the rule changes that are coming up, I thought it might be handy to grab him now because once he plays that third game and I can flip him uh, into the front row, that might be extremely handy for me. Um, and I was quite happy with what I saw from him. If, if he can get... At least as many minutes, I reckon the PPM will increase a little if the Roosters aren't playing so poorly. Uh, and I'm hoping that turns out to be a little masterstroke because, you know, I did, as soon as I saw he was starting, I jumped on for 240 or whatever it was. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm definitely looking at him. Um, I'll give it another week, see how Robbo wants to, to use him, if he's going to start again. Awesome. I mean, TKO did himself no favours um, in trying to win a start back. Jadaria Hargraves was also pretty bad. Uh, Paul Momorowski on the wing got through a fair bit of base, which is good to see. Uh, as a Daniel Tupo owner, I was jumping out of my chair, jumping up and down, screaming when he made that bust through the middle. I mean, that call that Clemmer was in, Clemmer wouldn't be catching a snail there, let alone to Daniel Tupo. So I don't understand it, but it's black and white. But anyway, the Roosters sucked. It and, is. Yeah. And this it is was, the rule. Yeah, no, it's the rule, um, but it's, it's a stupid rule. I, I thought that when Radley went off, it just completely stifled the Roosters attack. Uh, I think he's very important to the attack, more important than what people recognize. And when he went off, they, they seemed to lost, they lost a lot of, of their fluidness. Um, and they just really started to struggle. They didn't look like the Roosters of old. I, I don't think Cleary and, uh, sorry, not Cleary, Keary and Walker were gelling too no, well. So it, it might just take a few weeks two, for them to two get cooks going. In the kitchen there. And I think Keary was overplaying his hand a touch and, and Walker sort of had to sit back and it, it wasn't working. If you bought Walker, you have to understand there's going to be highs and lows with this kid. Um, but I guess it, this, was, this was the game where I thought there would be a high. And then watching Parramatta decimate the Titans kind of dug the knife in even more because you know how keen I was on Mitch Moses sort of all preseason and then made the switch to, to Walker last minute. Um, for the Knights, though, <laughs> our boy, Dane Gagai, uh, the biggest regressor in averages. Uh, when it comes to 2022, I think you and I both said this was a, a cracking start to, to his super coach career at the Knights, or his re-career, yeah, his resurgence. Yeah, I should probably issue a public apology to Dane Gagai, Sean Lane, and a couple Ugh. other blokes, because they all had good games this weekend. Now he was good. Dom Young's the one that My I... My boy, Dom uh, Young. 
I yeah, I know you talked him up in January, I think it was, and yeah, he looked really good. He looked dam- uh, damaging and, and dangerous, and he could be quite the scorer this year. So for 3.30-ish, I think he is. Not a bad option. I, I thought Jake Clifford actually had quite a good game as well. Lachlan Fitzgibbon looked like, you know, prime Angus Crichton for most of the game, which really took me off guard. I, I didn't know he had that in him anymore, yeah. but he was probably the most dangerous man on the field for the majority, I think, of the game. Do you want to know someone that you haven't spoken and he went very under the radar? Tyson Frizzell. I don't think he did anything. He pumped out 76. Well, like, I mentioned him when we did the 2RF pod. Yeah, he was there sneak, he, yeah. he just bangs out massive base, and the problem was he didn't get many tries last season. But, yeah, he's, a, he's one of those sneaky guys that will continue, I think, to constantly go under the radar. So... Yeah, if you've got the cash, he's not he's not the worst option. Kurt Mann could become one of the best link men in the NRL, but receipts aren't. Kurt Mann played really well, you know, but yeah. it just didn't it didn't correlate into into points. So yeah, uh, he'll he'll be all right. I think he'll be a fifty five average guy still. It was only round one. I've just seen out of the corner of my eye. I don't have the live chat up on the screen, but out of the corner of my eye, I've just seen someone say, "My strategy next season is to pick everyone Whisperer and Blue Blue Flame." You know what, mate? That'd be a Bru- that'd be a brilliant strategy. Um, hey, Callum Ponga, 40 points in a it's very... Super coach God saying fuck you to us. Hey, um, yeah, Callum Ponga, 40 points in a very, very dominant effort. That's kind of worrying. I mean, you and I were cold on him all preseason, but he's not goal kicking, so he's going to lose, what, 10 points? And then he's not really getting involved. Clifford is just being the man. And Ponga's kind of like, ugh. I thought Ponga was okay in this game. I thought Newcastle as a whole looked better than they did for the back half of last season. But, um, yeah, I, I think the days of Ponga being a super coach weapon are, are probably probably gone. Unless he is in Redcliffe, and then I will probably jump on him. Um, I'm very glad I did not jump on Momrasia or um, Leo Thompson. Just no minutes off the bench. They're not going to make any cash, and... They will be out of the side very, very shortly. Uh, game five, the Warriors 16, the Dragons 28. Uh, this was a really weird game to sort of analyze, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to get Josh Curran. I'm going to lick my wounds, admit that I got it wrong. His base is good. Um, the attacking output is still there at 13. He'll move to the edge and get even better. Uh, I'm going to admit a de- defeat on here, wave the white flag, um, issue my public apology to Josh Curran, and uh, yeah, look to try and get him in kind of ASAP. Josh Karam was the best player on the park, hands down. I know Ravalawa scored a Hattie and he was really good in doing so, but Curran looked extremely dangerous. The amount of times that he almost offered up, you know, a line break assist or or a try assist was beyond me. So I was very nervous watching him play. He was really, really good. Johnson was good too. Uh, it was kind of like Johnson the Johnson of old. Um, I, I enjoyed him. Katoa got inflated a little bit by the try, so don't take that, you know. His 76 was good, but at the same time, you know, he got 30-plus points in one play. Yep. Um, Vanilla Blake's then? score surprised me. I thought he had done more work than what apparently he had that include, done. That includes um, a line break as well. So 51 with a line break and two tackle busts, that's more like 35 points if you take out that attacking return. So, yeah, Vanilla Blake yeah. is just... Mm, yeah, I didn't actually end up on Fanil Blake, so I might have missed a bullet there. Lodge is coming, uh, the other Lodge guy is coming back, Aiken. so like, Lodge, yeah, sorry, Lodge is coming back with Fanil Blake as well, which kind of worries you. Um, but yeah, I want to touch on you and Aiken too. I mean, fifty-eight points, no attacking. Pretty airport. much all in base. Yeah, 
Uh, anyone, that, anyone that went him looks like they've done well. Um, I've got plenty of options. I've got plenty of mid-range 2RFs if I want to downgrade. So I'll be looking at my options this week. I'll see what Teamless Tuesday offers up and, and what the casualty ward sort of offers up. Um, but apart from that, uh, Rocco Berry, 35 points, basically all in base. And no one else there to really talk on. Vaila, uh, Valela. No, nah, 16 points. No. Nah. Um, for the Dragons, though, if you own Mikhaili Ravalawa in draft, put him on the trade block now. Um, he is probably the biggest sell-high candidate this week for me. Yeah, you don't get to play the Warriors every week and score three tries. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he ha- he's he's done this before and scored a hattie, and then the next week he's come out and got 15. So he's just one of those guys. who He was a winger having a field day. Tyrell Sloan was amazing. Um, a bit dirty. I ended up pulling him out of my side. He was in there uh, on Thursday morning. He was in my side, and by Thursday night, he wasn't. Um, he looked really, really good, as did Zach Lomax. Zach Lomax could be a top five center this year. I think um, he he looked really, really dangerous. Jack Bird as well looked pretty damn good on Jack the edge. Bird All guys that we inflated. spoke highly of in the preseason, but... Jack, yeah, but- Jack, Jack Bird inflated though. I mean, if, if we're gonna if we're gonna if we're gonna give the earth treatment to Elikatol, we've got to give the earth treatment to Jack Bird. Six nine with a try and a line break. I mean, that's down to sort of forty ish. I mean, awesome score. Like if you yeah, own him, I'm not I'm not shooting on him, not by any means. But if we're gonna give the brush over on Katal, we've got to give the brush over on on Bird here. I feel. I mean, the base numbers weren't as impressive as what I wanted. Um, if you told me he was scoring a try with a line break, I would have wanted to see closer to ninety to one hundred points. Um, if him playing big minutes on the edge. That's fair. Hey. He, uh, but in round six, he might do that. Because so is, is, I think everyone's base will naturally increase as their fitness increases over the course of the opening rounds. That's normally what happens. We all selling James Tedesco and buying, buying Moses and buy? Oh, well, <laughs> totally, right? He scored higher than him. It means James Tedesco is shit. Exactly. Nah, look, Teddy, Teddy will be all right, but I don't think he's the top two. I think Pappenhausen and Turbo is the combo that you want. I didn't get to watch this game as a Tigers fan. It pains me, but uh, at halftime, I wish I ran home and watched it. After looking at the full-time score, though, um, I don't. A lot of talking points out of this one. Uh, probably the best bloke in rugby league, Christian Welch. Looks like he's out for the season. Achilles snap, which never, never good to Dreadful. see. Uh, George Jennings, ACL, not good to see. And Brandon Smith, broken hand after about a minute. So the Storm with their backs against the wall the entire game. And Jerome Hughes, I mean, Pappenhausen underdone, no Munster, no Grant, no Smith. Hughes had to step up, and, and boy, howdy, did he deliver. Yeah, it was it was somewhat a game of two halves. Like, as you said, two guys went down pretty early uh, for the Storm. Smith with his fractured hand. Um, poor old Jennings, yeah, you could see it. He was, no one... Had, no one even had a hand on him and he classic, just went down classic and you just ACL. knew that. Yeah, it was a classic ACL. You knew it on the spot and I've just felt terrible for the guy. It might open up an opportunity uh, for Iremia or I personally think it'll go to, yeah, to Meany. And that, that could hurt um, Puppenhausen too because Meany could retain the goal kicking. We'll see what happens I don't there. Know, he, didn't, he didn't strike him well on the weekend, I'll tell you that. Um, I think Pappy's a really good goal kicker. Reminds me of Holmes the way he goal kicks. So yeah. hopefully he gets it back. Um, hey, yeah, Jerome Hughes, second half, just 
tore him apart. Pappenhausen looked good. He 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 held back in involvement a little bit, uh, but I think just as time goes on, he's going to be a very special guy to own again this year. King should be a big winner. Um, yeah. A few things go in his favour now. Nass looks like he's going to be in the bench rotation. Poor old thing, you know, snapped his Achilles. So King looks like he could be a permanent starter now. Yeah, che- and at cheese two- out. Fifty-five k, like there's an option there for us uh, in getting Clemmer in and Fletcher Baker in. Casualty of that was Josh King, which now burns me a little bit. So that frustrates me. Oates, uh, Coates, sorry, Oates, Coates is too many of these guys. Coates was kind of quiet as we expected. He got the one try and ended up with 45, which is a Boy, that that saved that saved my ass. That try. Yeah, I got Coates. I was just like, well, I was at the gym and I was just watching the sort of live scores and I was just like, what the hell is happening? And then I saw Given, um, I saw Molly and, and yeah. I, I saw the, the, the nine mole tweet Coates goes over and I was just like, thank Thank the Lord, like, just to, and that was a thing. Like, you punted on all, like, you punted on Walker. Uh, I punted on Coates and like and Sam Walker as well. Like in these favorable matchups, and like to, for him to get forty six feels like a huge win after what could have been. Like, obviously he could have gone for a hundred, but like the Tigers just showed more resilience than what I guess we all gave them credit for. Well, yeah. Now I am going to talk about the Tigers. They were actually really impressive in the first half. Really surprising. They showed a lot of. Um a lot of heart and a lot of go forward and their attack still needs a lot of work, but there was some positives in what I saw young, young to he, he's yeah, a weapon. weapon. Absolutely. He, they, they had nothing against him, even whether it was near the goal line or whether it was coming off his own goal line, they didn't know how to, how to stop him. He was making meters and offloads and he was really damaging and really, really impressive. So I hope he's only got a niggle because I know he went off second half you know, with a bit of a niggle. So hopefully he is okay. I thought Hastings was better than the 35 points that he scored. Uh, Brooks was okay. Um, I don't think Brooks was as good as the 71 points he got. So Hastings was better than the 35 he got, but I don't think Brooks was as good as the 71 that he got. It's a funny game sometimes. They looked a lot better when Peachy came on late in the first half as well. They looked like they had a lot more creativity. And it was nice to see uh, Offa and Gowie actually play some good footy because yeah. honestly I feel like it's been a long time since I've seen that but he played really really well um and the other guy was Guildhart actually that Guildhart looks da- dangerous like when he has the ball he does look like he can offer some things up so I think at times over the course of this season Guildhart will go quite big he might score a few tons over the course of the season um if he can find some consistency he might become a sneaky option if the Tigers have a have a draw at some point that is promising and I think season long they've got a decent draw from memory so yeah props to the Tigers they surprised me I honestly thought they were you know going to get pumped and the first half you know they went in leading and you were like wow what's going on here so credit to them after we talked big luch up all preseason how good he was in the trials performed two really good scores he gets 25 not ideal um and one more one one man I wanted to touch on uh Stefano didn't look good in trial one. Looked average in trial two. Didn't look great this trial. Uh, what do we? Well, obviously, like it's not a, a priority trade, but surely, like he's now got to be in in some in some people's bad books. No, uh, he actually was really good for the first twenty minutes. So I didn't notice him a lot after that. But as the season goes on, that forty four will turn into a fifty four or a sixty. So 
I wouldn't stress at this point in time. There's so many front row forwards this week who are in that 45 to 50 point range. It's not even funny. So there's no need to stress at this point in time. You would hate to sell him. And next week he comes out and gets 70. Game of the round for me, Parramatta 32, the Titans 28. Seeing Mitch Moses get 88 makes me want to put salt in my open wounds because it really stings to see Sam Walker perform so poorly. Um, I put this on Twitter. Um, I was keen on Mitch Moses all preseason. Loved him. Loved the stats about him decimating sides lower, lower than them. And then sort of a super coach Twitter got in my head. I jumped on Sam Walker. And I know it's round one, but like Moses just looks a class above the rest when he's out there. Like for me, he's the second best halfback in the country. And if he was a Queenslander, he'd be starting no two ways about it. I disagree with that statement, but he was very, very good today. Uh, God, he's a good goal kicker. Um, can, can kick him. Certainly can kick them. The Eels were really good. And, and what stuffed the Eels up was actually the Russell injury because when they moved Dylan Brown out into the centres and moved Wunger out to to the wing, it just it stifled their attack a lot. And, you know, second half, I think they kicked three penalty goals, but the game itself was... It was, a, it was a cracker game to watch. It, it was the most it was the most game that was most like last season. Yeah. It was just constant back and forward points, you know, shots fired, shots fired. And every other game was this tight little struggle for the most part. So there was a lot of impressive players. Um, Junior Polo would be a little bit of a concern for owners. He seemed to move into the James Graham slash Gerbo role of ball playing. This really, prop, gro- this almost, really gross so. link man that scores no points. Yeah, so that was probably concerning uh, for owners. Uh, Penasini's base is incredible to to get forty eight. You know, when they didn't go right too often, it was mostly all down the left side. Was brilliant. Put him, um, put him in the Tago category. Two guys that you just play him everywhere. You, you lock him in. Yeah, yeah. Be interesting to see uh, what happens with Russell now. Looking at four to six weeks with uh, it's either fractured or broken ribs. I'm not sure of what the Fijian fella is, but he's bottom dollar. Um, he's the might dookie. come into consideration. Uh, yep, he, he could get a spot on the wing. I'm not sure what other options they might go for, but for Dylan Brown's sake, I hopefully they pick someone and they don't get injured because Brown lost yes. a stack of points, I reckon, getting looked, shifted out there. He pretty much scored nothing in the second half. He, so looked, that really was good in the first, he looked really good in the first half. Um it does look like Moses is the dominant half, though. Definitely, Moses has got the higher ceiling. I was he, just about to say, took control. Brown looks like the third option in the the attacking trio between out of him, Gutho, and Moses. But if they're putting up as many points as they are, like being the third option is fine. Um, Jerome Hughes is the third option at Melbourne, and he still puts up plethora of points. So don't stress too much. Um, just yeah, hopefully we get some kind of regulation centre. And um, yeah, I'm not too stressed about Dylan Brown just yet. Um, I mean, if he gets moved to the centres next week and Jacob Arthur comes on without any injury, that's when we hit the panic button. Uh, but we'll give it another week. Uh, a couple of guys here that I want to touch on. Isaiah Papali'i, 64, all in base. Awesome. Just getting back to what he was last year. Uh, Sean Lane with a 71. Brew's favourite player of all time. Uh, Wonga Blake looked pretty good. Sean Russell, obviously, 85, three tries. Fantastic. That bounce off the kick for Moses' one... Just 17 points of pure junk there. Um, I think Reed Marnie gets a few updates. I feel like he has been scored very poorly this game. Don't be surprised to see Marnie go up to around 50. Same with Dylan Brown. Um, Dylan Brown did not get a try assist for that try to Russell in the corner, so expect him to be updated as well. 
Um, anyone else here that we want to talk about that was kind of relevant? Uh, Gutho didn't do too well. Maddo didn't do too well. Two guys all... Gutho was keen on, but Maddo, once he moved to 13, it was not keen on at all. And it was good to see that that was kind of, yeah, backed up. Gutho had a really good game, though. I've got to say, oh, he yeah, was yeah. so close he to does, so much He junk. does this every time, though. Like, Gutho will never give you a bad game, but sometimes Gutho's game doesn't translate to Supercoach. And as for Marnie, Marnie had a great game. Like, the 40-20 was fantastic. He... he I, I was really surprised to see that he only scored 38, but I'm, I'm not too worried at this point in time. I think he'll go back to his 60-plus scores. So with a 40-22, which was weird. So, like, I feel like he's been scored very low. But anyway, updates will come. Yeah, I don't think he had 28 in base, but we will see. He didn't attack the line very much today, admittedly. He he just ball-serviced. He normally would, you know, have a dig from close at, at the line. He didn't do that, but give it time. The Titans, yeah. the Titans were... Good. Surprising. They good. were surprisingly good. Um, yeah, Philip Sami and Brian Kelly, they were they were pretty good, inflated by attack. Uh, Aaron Clark, was I mistaken? He played 80 minutes. So No. No, he didn't. Yeah, he was inflated. He, I, know we, I know we got a try. Uh, that's right, yeah, because Tanner Boyd came on at the end. My apology. Uh, Toby Sexton, yep. 64 points. Everyone that was saying Toby Sexton has too small of a sample size, put your head in. Toby Sexton is a very, very composed, good young footballer and can strike them off the tee. He can kick him. Look, Toby Sexton, he could get 20 next week, but it won't change the fact that he looks like a very classy NRL halfback. So he's definitely an option for people if they want to, say, downgrade. Even if they want to downgrade Sam Walker, for example. I'm not advocating that. I would give him another week to have a look how Sammy Walker goes. But it's certainly an option where you can make some cash. You know, I think you'd probably make about 110000 which can go a long way. Um, he was very, very good. He looks very dangerous. Uh, this narrative that people were writing on Tino Asul Malawi with the captaincy didn't really translate, didn't get a huge minutes increase. So, yeah, I'm not rushing to get him. Fafita was kind of underwhelming. I mean, 55, yeah, cool. But yeah, the, but that's the concern. With, with a line break. He did nothing. No, but he had a line break in there as well. So, like, take that down to 45. I mean... Uh... Yeah, that, that, was, that was so junky, that one. It was the ball that kind of... They were manning up and the ball just skid along the ground out to him and he just bumped someone off and away he went and I was spitting chips because I think I literally just said... In the group group chat, chat, yeah, two minutes before. Two two minutes minutes before. before. I'd love to see Fafita go under 45 in this game. I'll be cheering, which is about where he would have been without that line break. So, um, yeah, I'm a bit worried that he can do sweet FA and still get 55, but we'll see. I'm happy with a 55 for a, you know, mid-700 thousand dollar player in round one i actually really really enjoyed this game the cowboys four the bulldogs six uh it was a slug fest but i actually enjoyed watching it uh six o'clock games on a saturday on a sunday can sometimes be rough to watch but i didn't i didn't mind this one this was this was good to watch oh that game hurt my eyeballs to be honest no i liked it i liked the i liked the scrappy footy this it was good because like what what, like what Uh, it was a good contest what more do you expect from the the cowboys versus the bulldogs honestly like what did you expect coming into it Look, for the the talking points from that game for me were Jeremiah Nanai was the best cowboy on the field. I thought he had a fantastic game. Um, so he is clearly the winner out of him and Helium Lukey. Outside of that, Jeremy Marshall King surprised me. My boy. He offered a lot out of dummy half. He was one of the most damaging players on the field. Outside of that, I wasn't particularly thrilled with much else in that game, to be honest with you. 
Um, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot. I mean, Luke Thompson coming off the bench, 62 points. I mean, you and I said this when we looked at the teamless Tuesday breakdowns. Luke Thompson was going to be the big winner out of this. Um, but Max King, just Max King doing Max King things. 50 points. Take it or leave it. How good is he? He is very good. Uh, Matt Burton. Very good. It's a big good score for a near-bottom dollar player. Put Matt Burton in the bin until round 10. Just put him in the bin. Straight into the bin until round 10. Minimum. We've always said that. They're, they're like This was one of their easy games. So what happens when we get Storm and Roosters and, well, maybe not the Roosters, but Panthers and all the other teams? So be interesting. Um, whatever charity you were donating, I think they'll be $250 poorer, thanks to Hamiso. I am not too worried about him averaging over 55 points after 10 rounds. Mm. Just the Cowboys cannot put on points, and that was the reason why I took the bet. Um, Jermaine Snow-Brown looked fantastic for 20 minutes. He put on 23 points in 20 minutes. Awesome. And then came on with 25 minutes to go, so I was expecting a 45-minute stint. Two minutes into that stint, he got injured. So, What was the injury? I do not know. I just saw him go off, and it didn't look good. So, not ideal, but we do have Josh King, so if I'm looking just to play another shitty 50-point front row forward. I've got one there, which is ideal, which is probably, um, I think, where my trades are going to be lying this week, mate. I'm not making any rage trades, but I think I will make Tanil Brown to Josh King just out of necessity. Interesting. Uh, I'm not sure, to be honest with you. Are we doing sim bins and send-offs now, are we? We are. Let me transition the little screen back and uh, my first little stinger. Just credit all the boys we stuck solid in. Yeah, full credit to the boys. Brew, who are we giving full credit to this week? Uh, CHN, for me. I thought he had a barnstormer of a game, and I thought he was a great little pickup. My shout-out would go to Sean Russell. You know, 85 points in 36 minutes. Doesn't get much better than that for a guy that cost $285,000. I am... Uh, someone's asking how we get one of the singlets. Uh, we haven't actually done the merch yet. Brew just printed those because Brew's a good bloke. Um, if it's something you guys are keen on... Let me know. Uh, we'll see what we can do. Um, full credit to the boys. I mean, Payne Haas, he gets my full credit. No no, no two ways about it. 91 points from a front row forward. Fantastic. Uh, the Knights, in general, they also get a full credit to the boys. Just credit to all the boys. We stuck so Yeah, just credit to all the Knights. I think they were fantastic. Uh, Josh, Curran, Josh Curran also gets full credit to the boys, as does Jerome Hughes. Just credit to all the boys. We stuck solid. Yeah, that was Aaron Woods from 2014. Uh, Bruski. Yes, uh, the fun part of the week where we get to just take a big steam and pile of, you know what, on a couple of boys. Um, sin bins. So these are the guys that we're not happy with, but we're not going to put the red line through straight away. Um, Dylan Brown playing center. <laughs> just 10 in the bin, straight away. Yeah, if this happens again, you are gone. Um, Adam Fenor Blake is also getting put in the sin bin this week for me. He's looking like what he did last year, which we do not need. We need him to be improving to be that top five front row forward that we were pred- predicting. And every Supercoach relevant rooster is getting put in the sin bin this week. They'll come back next week. They'll be fit and firing. But for now, they're getting put in the sin bin, mate. Yeah, look, Sam Walker is somewhat in the sin bin for me. I was really torn on him versus Hines. I wish I had just spent the extra 100K and, and gone the Hines route. Um, his base his base is really high. And I said that that would be the case. And that with the goal kicking would offer a great floor. He didn't do a great deal in the game. I think he only got the one try assist with a line break assist attached to it, and he and he got seventy two points. So 
if he's going to be able to bang out a 72 with with not doing a great deal, that's someone I want in my seven until I can get Nathan Cleary. So there is a chance that I do dump Sam Walker this week. I'm not sure. Um, I think we have Manly. I think it is this week. So I feel like there could be some points in that game for both sides. It'd be interesting to see Teddy versus Turbo. The other one is Cody Walker. As I said, I, I'd only really planned this to be one week play. Uh, I always plan to, to cash out and have the cash there if I wanted to get Turbo for the Bulldogs game in round three, depending on his break even. I've now got to decide whether or not I just go straight Cody Walker to Munster, pick stick for the season, and, and I'll still have about, I think, 130K or something on top of that, which will be quite handy for me because I might be able to upgrade enough into someone that really impressed this weekend. So yeah, I, th- I think we'll see what happens. I think you should go straight to 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 Munster. Hey, the boys that are getting put in the sin bin, just no, not in the sin bin. Send off. No, no two ways about it. You're getting sent. Don't come back in. Cody Walker, just in general, you're going straight to the straight to the send off pile, mate. That uh, with that draw that you have, I cannot go near you. Uh, I'm putting Brenda Smith. He's getting he's getting sent off too. Unfortunately. Um, Cut all ties with Brandon Smith. Todd Payton, he's also getting sin. He's also getting sent off. Todd Payton can go can go rot for all I care. Um, these play the ball penalties. No, no, no. I'm going to hold Lolo. I've got, I've got a reason why. I'll tell you soon. Um, these these play the ball penalties. They can also get sent off. What's going on there? What is doing with these? They've never been called. Why are we calling them now? Um, I, I just I don't understand it. I'll add the uh, ten-minute late HIAs out for the game yes. uh, to the send-off list because you know that's ridiculous. They've just gone on and played for an extra five, ten minutes with no issues, making tackles, making runs, and then you know an independent doctor goes, "Oh no, you're out for the game with a the highest level of concussion there is apparently, even though you've passed an on-field test." It's just silly to me. Yeah, I don't really understand it. Um, but let's move on. The Hall of Fame. Uh, this is my favourite part of the show. We get to nominate something from the week of league, and I'm going to get you guys to vote on it on my Instagram. I'll put a poll up at 6 o'clock tomorrow night. Brew, out of all the things that happen in this wonderful week of opening footy, what are you putting into the Hall of Fame? What are you nominating for the Hall of Fame? Yeah, mine's a bit left field here because I didn't have much super coach to cheer about, so... I want to nominate Ryan Pappenhausen's beautiful Joe Dirt mullet for the Hall of Fame because it is the greatest thing I think I've ever seen on the football field. I am going to be nominating, uh, what's his name? Kurt Capewell and his field goal abilities. Uh, Kurt Capewell's field goal is my nomination. Um, he didn't. That wasn't dribbled over either. That was that was leather. That. that was leather. That was going forty on the fly. <laughs> That reminded me of, uh, I think it was Cooper Cronk in Origin one year, and he nailed one from about forty-five meters out. And that's what that like when I saw that. That's the kick that it reminded me of. I also want to nominate uh, Cody Walker's uh, intercept uh, into the Hall of Fame because that was deja vu from the grand final for me. If I if I was having dishing a, up the ball into someone's lap, if I was having a second nomination, I want to nominate the commentator that said Cody Walker doesn't normally do that, despite yet the game before he played. Like, the very last club game that he played, he did the same thing in the grand final. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to that. So, uh, this week it will be uh, Ryan Pappenhausen's haircut versus Kurt Catewell's field goal kicking abilities. Hey, Brew, before we sign off for the week, mate, um, what are your thoughts, sort of where, where are you thinking? Because for me, the only real thought that I've got right now is 
probably Jermaine Snow Brown to Max Jermaine Snow Brown to Josh King, and then maybe try and find a way to get to Josh Curran, but I don't think I can do that this week. I'm pretty happy with my forward pack as a whole. I think I've got Murray, Crichton, CHN, Watson, Tuolagi, someone else, forgetting who. Like, I'm pretty happy with that. Um, Clemmer went okay. I'll have another look there. Uh, Bullimore went okay. I'll have another look there. Money's pick and stick for me. So, really, it's my halves that are concerning me a little bit. I'd expected more. Um, and I'm a little bit worried about CTW roulette. I wouldn't be as worried if Russell wasn't injured. But now I think I'm looking at playing a Valamai or a Billy Smith, and that kind of worries me because I had Smith. I played Smith fucking Ramsey this week. Both get like 16 and 22, and that's – I don't want to be doing that for too long, to be honest with you. So that's a small concern for me. Yep. I have – I had Tago on the bench and Penasini on the bench, so I've got cover for Smith and cover for Russell. So not too (laughs) bad. Um, but yeah, not ideal to leave Isaac Tago on the bench, who scored seventy something ridiculous points. I scored more points. I'll be doing that again. I scored more points this week in NRL fantasy than I did in NRL Supercoach. And for anyone that plays both uh, both codes, you understand how impossible that is with how poor, with how low the fantasy scoring is. Hey, but that's going to wrap up the Rage Trade Sunday special for round one. Uh, we'll be back all things on Tuesday with the regular previews. Try and steer you into some better winners than what we did this week because, Jesus Christ, round one was rough. On Thursdays, you guys know that me and the Don will be live uh, answering all your Supercoach questions. But, Brew, we're done for round one. It can't get much worse than round two. That's the positive I'm looking at. Yeah, exactly right. Look, it's it's only one week. You know, with goodbye planning and whatnot, you can catch it up. So I'm, I'm not panicking. I know some people look at the score and go, oh, you boys suck or whatever, but... I'm not here for one week. I'm here for 25. So oh, yeah, let's I'll bring be, it on. Let's I'll make be ranked, some smart moves. And... I'll be ranked like 50K this week, but I'm not fast because I'm only what, wait, what 150, 200 points off the top tier. So I'm not stressed at all. Like, yeah, and for anyone I, listening... Top score is probably 1,000 to 1,100 in that range. I think most people will be in the eight to 900 range and anything 900 plus, you've done quite well. Um, all right. So that's going to wrap it up for round one, the Raid Trade Sunday special. Uh, we'll be back here 7.30 Tuesday. Back 7.30 Tuesday. And uh, yeah, this will be a regular regular occurrence. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the layout. I've been your host, CSC Whisperer. I have been joined by Brewersi22. We'll be back next week on Tuesday after Teamless Tuesday. Thank you very much. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your night. Good night. Goodbye. Good luck with the ranks, guys. Cheers. Good, good luck indeed. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.